Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers, but we don't care about anything else. Let's go! Alright, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Sunday, and today we are talking about the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator interviews. They've had a couple of interviews since we last talked. Our last episode was the one in which we discussed some takeaways from the 2023 season, as well as the firing of Joe Barry, and as Joe Barry has now been fired... The Packers have begun to interview candidates, so we're going to talk all about that in this episode. First, however, this is Sunday. That is the day of the AFC and NFC Championship game, and honestly, as a fan of football myself, the games couldn't have gone any better for me. First of all, the Chiefs beat the Ravens. I am a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. I love what Patrick Mahomes does. I love really everything about what he does, so I am a I'm I'm a supporter of them, and I'm very happy they managed to win that game. By the way, MVS icing that game with a massive catch down the field. How awesome is that? And then, on the NFC side of things, went pretty well for me. I mean, I wasn't happy with Detroit jumping out to that early lead. Certainly did not want Detroit going to that Super Bowl. And Detroit suffered probably a one of the most painful playoff losses you can suffer. And Detroit Lions fans have to be absolutely crushed after that. They, I mean, 30 years of misery as a Lions fan. You finally get to an NFC Championship game. And then you choke a 17-point lead at halftime. Some awful plays in that game. The Jameer Gibbs fumble, awful. The the Brandon Ayuk catch where the ball bounced off the Lions defender's face mask. Some really, really awful plays in that game. The, specifically that play Brandon Ayuk had a 55 yard catch or so where the ball bounced off of the Detroit Lions face mask I mean that play might be replayed for decades if Detroit doesn't get back to a Super Bowl so a pretty crushing loss if you're a Detroit fan if you're a Packers fan you're saying welcome to the party pal right because Packers have had their fair share of devastating playoff losses Detroit just got to experience one take one for the NFC North Detroit because God knows the Packers have been taking all of them for a decade now. So, yeah, uh, pretty good, pretty good Sunday. Had some fun watching the games, watching the game with some friends. It was fun, but it was still a reminder that that the Green Bay Packers should still be playing football. They're not playing football, and instead we have to talk about defensive coordinator interviews. So let's jump right into that. Actually, first, tiny quick bit of news: the Packers are seemingly going to lose Tim. Lester, an analyst this past season for them to Iowa as he goes there to become an offensive coordinator. Really happy for Tim Lester, right? Good for him. But I don't think this is going to be any sort of earth shattering move for for Green Bay. I'm sure they'll be just fine without him. And yeah, I just thought it was worth mentioning. All right, let's talk about defensive coordinator interviews. So the Packers, they've interviewed four guys. And one of those guys is seemingly pretty special. But we'll talk about him later. For now, what I want to do is, I, I of course want to look at these candidates. I want to look at what they bring, what their history is. But first, 
I want to run through, as I'm probably going to end up doing a couple times, I want to run through what I'm looking for in a defensive coordinator. I gave some of that to you in my last episode, but I want to put together some more coherent thoughts other than the sort of rambly thoughts I had last time. So, ultimately, my thoughts on what I want in a defensive coordinator, I think for me it comes down to two things. And the first thing that I want in a defensive coordinator and what I want them to bring to a defense is sound, physical, fast football. And ultimately, when you hire a DC, I don't think you ever really know if your DC that you hire is going to bring this to your defense. I think it is something that simply has to be determined eight weeks a season, two seasons, even three seasons into their tenure, whether or not they have brought a fast, physical, sound style of defense to your team. And I say that because we can look at everything that guys like Christian Parker, who, spoiler alert, we will talk about, we can look at everything that they bring and everything they say and how players, quote-unquote, love to play for them. But ultimately, I need a defense that flies to the football. And that is so rare, especially in today's NFL, but it just changes everything. And if you look at that 49ers-Detroit Lions game from earlier today, you can totally see how, and if you go back and look at the 49ers-Packers game, you can see it too, how having fast physical linebackers changes your defense. Because I can't tell you how many times it looked like Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery or Aaron Jones or Emmanuel Wilson had a hole And then all of a sudden, they try to hit that hole, and that hole is closed. Just like that, because Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw has come in and shut the door. Just completely shut the door. And it's not just linebacker play. The the Niners linebacker play is some of the best in the the NFL, so that's an example that jumps to mind. But you see it with safeties, too. You see it with really all positions on a football field. And... Those defenses, the top defenses, they play with a different speed. They rally to the football. That is what I want. I want a defense that rallies to the football, that plays fast, that plays physical, that seems like they're assignment sure, and yet they're doing their assignments at such a high level that you're getting the top defensive output possible. How do you get that? Well, to me, it comes through two major things that a coordinator brings. The first is teaching. I think that ultimately the job of a coach is to teach. The job of a teacher is to teach. And at the most basic level, a coach is a teacher. And it is their job, first and foremost, to instill, I'm not going to say fundamentals into a player because at the NFL level, you should already have your fundamentals established. And it does come down to the player doing work in the offseason with whoever they're training with to get those fundamentals down. but to instill exactly what the coordinator wants a player to do into that player. And I want to think that when Green Bay brings in a coordinator, whoever they bring in, that coordinator is going to instill those fundamentals and the assignments that he's looking for into his players. And he's going to do an awesome job of it. Because if he can do that, if he is a good communicator and is excellent at finding paths to communication and making sure that his message is getting through to players. Now, the players are understanding what they're doing. They're no longer, I remember there was a Quay Walker quote earlier this year where he said, 
he was asked basically about if he knows why he's doing stuff with the defense. And he, and he just kind of said, no, we're, we're doing what we're told. That's not what you want. That's not what the best players in the best defenses, that's not where their mind's at. Their mind is at a point where they understand why they're doing what they're doing, and then they're able to go out and execute at the highest level. And that that ability to get the players to understand what the coordinator needs from them is something that is so massively important and something that Green Bay is going to need to look for. The second thing that I think a coordinator needs to do to get this fast physical defense is they have to bring and foster an awesome environment. And I don't know if you remember back in 2021, there was a poor a report early in training camp from somebody that the one of the first things Joe Barry did was he went out and he tackled the ground. And it's that energy that I love to see in a defense. Now, unfortunately, under Joe Barry, that energy never really came out in the Packers defense. But I want to see that tackling the ground energy come out in the Packers defense next year and the year after with whoever their new defensive coordinator is. I want a defense that plays renewed, rejuvenated football at this fast, top-tier level. So, if I if the Packers can bring in a quarter a coordinator that can both foster an awesome environment and teach players the way at and at the highest level, the way that a coordinator is supposed to do, then I think the Packers will be well on their way to getting that first thing done, which is getting a defense that plays sound, solid, fast, physical football. The second thing I want for my defense, I want a smart defense. And so the first thing that I talked about with my defense is more fundamentals based. It's more doing things properly. Schematically, I want a smart defense. And this means so many things to me. But I think if I had to break it down, it comes down to two main things, playing a smart defense. And the first is, as a coordinator and position coaches, scheming to match your players. Ultimately, the players are the people that go out and execute the coordinator's vision for the defense. Ultimately, the players are the ones performing the tasks. tasks. So as a coordinator, how can you justify not playing to your player's strengths, not choosing a scheme that will maximize what your players do. And sure, to some level, you could say, hey, you know, Goody might need to change the players that he drafts a little bit to match the coordinator. You could say that that is one way of framing it. But the reality is that GMs draft who they draft, and it is a coach's job to match that. Joe Barry did an awful job of that. That might be the worst thing that Joe Barry did. Well, actually, there are a lot of things that Joe Barry did very poorly. But who were the Packers' best players? Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark. Okay, it's kind of tough to, to misutilize those guys. Who was the other one? Jair Alexander. And a bunch of other cornerbacks that have similar skill sets to Jair. Eric Stokes, Carrington Valentine, Rasul Douglas, right? Darnell Savage. Not a similar skill set to Jair, but another player that was misused by Barry, because what does Jair do so well? He's awesome in man coverage. He's awesome at pressing. Same with Carrington. Same with Rasul. Same with Stokes. They're awesome at using their physical, raw talent to blanket receivers. But Joe Barry didn't use that. Joe Barry just said, hey, guys, go play off in soft, flat zones, just like any other cornerback in the league can do. 
He didn't use those players to their best ability, and you saw the results. With Darnell Savage, Joe Barry played him, made him play much more of a deeper safety role, where he has to be this roaming safety, a center fielder out there. Darnell Savage isn't that guy. He's much better when he's closer to the line of scrimmage. He was much better in Mike Pettin's system, where he could play closer to the line, to the line of scrimmage. Joe Barry didn't really let him do that. The results showed. Darnell Savage came off a really good season in 2021 or 2020 and came back down to earth in 2021 and just steadily regressed from there worse in 2022 and then not very good this year either so scheming to match your players that's something that is super 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 important whoever comes in as the Packers defensive coordinator is going to be handed yes some bits and pieces that aren't the greatest on the Packers defense but also a lot of really really fun pieces some awesome interior defensive linemen all-pro cornerback in Jair Alexander. Awesome edge rushers with Sean Gary, Preston Smith. Unfortunately, Enoch Bari's injured, but Lucas Van Ness. How does he use those pieces? He has to create a scheme that maximizes all of those guys. And then the second thing that I want in a smart defense and what it means to me to be a smart defense is to scheme to your opponent and then adjust. Because every coordinator will bring a scheme with them. And this is why... A lot of people, when we talk about people the Packers have interviewed, they mention this coordinator runs this scheme, or this coordinator worked with a coach that ran this scheme. Brandon Staley, for example, will certainly bring the Fangio-Staley scheme with him. But in the NFL, there really isn't a particular scheme that leads to success. If there were, everybody would be running that scheme. It just happens to be that every single scheme is a play on running the same thing. On the defensive side of the ball, every single scheme, sure, is different in some way. But at the end of the day, every single coach is running cover zero, cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four. The difference between schemes is some are running it in different ways. Some are getting there in different ways, getting to those looks in different ways. And some people are running more coverages more frequently and others less frequently. But the reality is every single scheme has its advantages and disadvantages. If you look at offense, for example, just transitioning to the other side of the ball, though, honestly, it may be even more true on defense. Let's look at some of the top six offenses in the NFL. Three of those offenses, Green Bay, San Francisco, and Miami, all run quote-unquote versions of the Shanahan system, though in reality... Those offenses, each of each, all three of them end up looking quite different. San Francisco probably runs the most buttoned up under center version of all of those. Green Bay certainly adapted a lot throughout the year, ran a lot of gun, but also a lot of under center as you get later in the, into the year, a lot more condensed sets as the season went along. Miami was changing things up throughout all of those systems. All of those coaches, Mike McDaniel for Miami, Kyle Shanahan for San Francisco, and Matt LaFleur for, for Green Bay, all of those guys technically run the Shanahan offense, and yet they all run it in slightly unique ways. And then you look beyond those guys, the Ravens, another top six offense by DVOA, under Todd Monken, they used a lot of shotgun and a lot of 11 personnel. You go to the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, no, they weren't technically a top six offense by DVOA this year, but they have been basically top two in every single year prior to, to this year, since 2018, and they're in the Super Bowl now, they take much more of an air raid approach. And yet, 
all of these teams have found extreme offensive success. And the same thing applies to defense, right? What ultimately matters when you're hiring is not the scheme that the coach brings along. What ultimately matters is how smart and how good of a coach the person that you're hiring is. And so I don't care what background the Packers DC has, but they have to scheme to their opponents and they have to adjust. And I care that they bring something different to the table every week. The most frustrating thing about Joe Barry, I said the most annoying thing he did or the thing he was worst at was not scheming to his players. Well, maybe the thing he that annoyed me the most about him, the thing that I disliked the most about him, was that he brought the same thing every single week. Every single week, it was the same thing. Whether you're playing Patrick Mahomes or Jaron Hall, too high, soft coverage, now, that changed a little bit when Matt started to get involved, but for the most part, too high, soft coverage every single week. I want that to change under this new defensive coordinator. I want them to bring something different to the table every week so that they can match their opponent and say, this is what you do well. Sorry, we're going to make sure you can't do that. Sometimes, maybe that's going to require more one-high looks. A lot of one-high. A lot of cover one, cover three. Sometimes, maybe that's going to mean a bunch of two-high. If you're playing Patrick Mahomes, maybe you don't want to get beat over the top, so you play a bunch of two-high. Maybe you're playing Jaron Hall in Minnesota, so you bring a bunch of blitzes. It's not about the scheme. It's about how they're able to adjust week to week to take away what the opponent does well. And then, I also want situational in-game adjustments. It's not just about adjusting week to week. It's also about adjusting in from drive to drive, really. So if there are six minutes left at the end of the divisional round game to go to the NFC Championship game and you're up four points, I don't want the same too high shit, Ben, but don't break except when we break. That is awful. It is in case you couldn't tell, I'm still angry about it. It is so frustrating. That was such an awful Joe Barry drive. It, it should have been the nail in the coffin if there hadn't already been 25 nails before that. That is exactly where you don't want to play too high. Guess what Joe Barry did? He played too high. That being said, you're up 21 points with five minutes left. Well, now I love the too high defense playing prevent, not letting guys get out of bounds. I want a smart defensive coordinator. I want one that can adjust game to game, week to week. They see, oh, this is what the opponent does well on film. Well, going into this game, we're going to take this away. Oh, the opponent came up with an answer to our plan. Hmm. We'll adjust and come up with an answer to their answer. We won't truly know if Green Bay has this smart defensive coordinator until we've seen the defense play for weeks on end. But I do think that their strategy, and we're going to talk about this, of finding some smart up-and-comer is a good way to find the next young, innovative defensive mind. And that is what I look forward to, and I think that's what Green Bay needs. So that's what they need in their DC spot. That's what I want. So let's actually talk about the guys that they've interviewed, starting with Christian Parker, and there's something special about Christian Parker. So the Broncos defensive backs coach, what's so special about him? Well, Andrew Murdig, a co-host of the Packaday podcast, had this tweet yesterday. He said, quote, based on two separate sources, Christian Parker is currently in Green Bay. And I'm being led to believe that I'm being led to believe has been offered the Green Bay DC job. 
No word on if it has been accepted. Then, Brian Moffey, a Cheesehead TV draft guide contributor and around-the-block draft writer, he confirmed that to a source separate from Andrews. Sounds like Christian Parker has been offered the DC job. Now, we still have no word on whether or not he has accepted that job. I would find it hard to believe he wouldn't accept the job, but as of January 28th, no word on whether or not he has accepted the job. So... We don't know what's going to happen there, but as he could well be the future DC and Green Bay, let's talk about him. Let's talk about him first. History on Christian Parker. He played receiver and cornerback as well as running back at the University of Richmond in Virginia. Then after college, he transitioned to coaching. 2013, he was a graduate assistant at Virginia State, a D2 school. 2014, moved up to a defensive backs coach at Virginia State. Then in 2015 and 2016 was the defensive backs coach at Norfolk State, which is an FCS school. In 2017, defensive analyst at Notre Dame. 2018, defensive analyst at Texas A&M. And then Matt LaFleur brought him onto his staff in 2019 and had him there through 2020 as a defensive quality control coach. And then 2021 to 2023, he was the Denver Broncos defensive backs coach. He's still just 32 years old clearly doesn't have the most packed resume, only been a position coach in the NFL for three years. But he's getting a lot of hype. And I think, first of all, the fact that the Packers are potentially giving this guy the job is really unheard of. Because if you look at Green Bay's last three defensive coordinators at the time of hiring, Joe Barry was 51. Mike Pettin was 52. Dom Capers was 49. Again, Christian Parker, he's just 32. That makes him 17 years younger than Dom Capers, the youngest of those three guys at the time of hiring, 17 years younger than Dom Capers was. And all three of those guys had NFL defensive coordinator experience at least prior to getting hired in Green Bay. Pettin had been a DC twice. Dom had been a DC three times before getting hired. Joe Barry obviously had been a DC once before. And Dom Capers had also been a head coach twice before he was hired in Green Bay. Mike Pettin had been a head coach once. Even if you want to go past Dom Capers, Bob Sanders hired back in 2006, I believe, by Green Bay. He was 53. Green Bay likes hiring old, experienced guys. And as you'll notice, as we go through these interviews, they're starting to think younger in a new style. And that starts with Christian Parker. And I, for one, absolutely love it. Love it. And I'm excited about what Christian Parker could bring to the Packers. So what exactly do I think he could bring to the Packers? We know he's inexperienced, but what's some information on exactly what he's done in his time coaching? In Denver, most notably, he coached under three different guys, Vic Fangio in 2021, Ajiro Evero in 2022, and then Vance Joseph in 2023. Right off the bat, it's a great sign that he's managed to go from Fangio to Evero to Vance Joseph. He was brought in by Vic Fangio. And then Ejiro Evero kept him around. And then Vance Joseph kept him around again. So pretty clearly says something about him that three of those guys, three pretty good defensive minds, all wanted him around as their defensive backs coach. And sure, you might look at Vic Fangio and say, ugh, 
Fangio system might look at Evero and say kind of an a Fangio disciple though what Evero runs is a bit of a spin-off of the Fangio system and then you look at Vance Joseph and say ugh cover three old outdated system yeah but as I kind of talked about before it really isn't the system that ends up mattering when you look at who the Packers are going to bring in so I really like that he's had this experience under all of these different systems and can use that to his advantage as he comes in and tries to figure out what system exactly he wants to run, what he wants to to implement. As far as Parker himself, he has received nothing but praise throughout his time in the NFL. Vance Joseph had a, a pretty awesome quote when talking about him. He said, quote, speaking with Christian every day, bouncing ideas off him from what he's done with Fangio and guys in the past has been fun. We're making changes and growing off of what they did last year. He's smart, he works his butt off, and his players love playing for him. He's a star. I really like that quote. I I think that it makes it pretty clear that not only is Christian Parker really smart, which you're hearing a lot of, smart is a word that is widely associated with Parker, but it also shows how deeply he values how deeply Vance Joseph values having Christian Parker around talking about bouncing ideas off of him saying he works his butt off and most importantly his players love playing for him sounds like his players love him too I think that all of that is really awesome there was a a mic'd up clip of him no it wasn't a mic'd up clip it was an interview of him I think just this past season with Vance Joseph in training camp and he was talked about he talked about or he was asked about and then ended up talking about communicating with players. And he really was emphasizing lines of communication and how, you know, a coach can communicate something to a player, but he understands that that message can also be even clearer when a player communicates it to another player. It seems like he really values and deeply understands these lines of communication, which is exactly what I'm looking for as we go back to talking about bringing a defense that can play fast, physical, and most importantly, sound football. So that's awesome. I love really everything of what I'm hearing around Christian Parker. And then there's the fact that his position group has performed awesomely in Denver. Justin Simmons has been an all-pro for years now. Under Christian Parker, he has worked with Patrick Sertan since day one. Patrick Sertan came into the NFL in 2021 when Christian Parker was hired to be Denver's defensive backs coach, and Patrick Sertan has ascended to be a, I would probably argue right now, the best cornerback in the NFL. He is an absolute star, definitely an all-pro level cornerback, and Denver has also gotten some relatively high-level play from lesser-known guys, Jaquan McMillan, P.J. Locke. Those guys have developed into really good players in Denver. So I think that really in every sense of the word, Christian Parker has nailed his time as a defensive backs coach in Denver. I think that I'm not sure what more you could want to be hearing out of him. I would love this hire for Green Bay. Sure, Matt would be betting on a guy without a lot of experience. But Green Bay has bet on guys with experience the last three times they've hired a defensive coordinator, and we've seen how how that's worked out. I think Parker would be a, a young guy that would come in, bring a new energy to this defense. I think that 
he's been with a lot of really good defensive quarterbacks. Sure, defensive coordinators, pardon me. Sure, you don't like some of the systems that someone like Vic Fangio runs, but Vic Fangio is an awesome defensive mind, as is Ejiro Evero, honestly, as is Vance Joseph. And so I think that that experience is going to serve him well. I think that word around the league is that he's at a level where not only is he going to be a defensive coordinator one day, presumably soon, but he's going to be a head coach one day. That is how highly he's thought of. Now, of course, as with every single person we're going to talk about, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I would love the Packers bringing in Christian Parker as a defensive coordinator. And maybe, who knows, we'll get news tomorrow that he's accepted the job. And I would be super excited about that. He might be the my favorite guy that they've interviewed. He probably is, in fact. But with that being said, let's move on to another guy they've interviewed, Bobby Babich, the Bills' current, well, I guess technically current, linebackers coach, another relatively young coach here. He's 40 years old. Bobby Babich is the son of Bob Babich, an ex-NDSU head coach, ex-NFL DC. His coaching resume looks a little bit more experienced than Christian Parker's he was the he was a graduate assistant slash cornerbacks coach at Kent State in 2006. From 2007 to 2010, he was in sec- he was he was a secondary coach at Eastern Illinois. Then he was a defensive coordinator slash defensive backs coach in 2016 at Edinburgh, and then in 2016 he was also a secondary coach slash defensive pass game coordinator at Florida International. In the NFL, in 2011, he was an administrative assistant to the coaching staff at the with the Carolina Panthers. In 2012, he was an assistant defensive backs coach. Cleveland, in 2013 to 15, was an assistant defensive backslash safeties coach. 2017 with Buffalo, he was an assistant defensive backs coach. 2018 to 2021, he was Buffalo safeties coach. And then 2022 and 2023, he was Buffalo's linebackers coach. Now, again. Bobby Babich is is slightly older and slightly more experienced than Christian Parker, but still, he's never been a DC. He's pretty young, and I think he could also be a relatively fun hire. He's coached under Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott in Buffalo since 2017. Both of those guys have been around, seen a lot, done a lot really well at the NFL level, and Buffalo has been excellent on defense, quite frankly. In a lot of those years, they've often churned out top 10 units there. As we look specifically at Babich's reputation, what he's done, I think he's done some very impressive things. Both Bill's safeties, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, they were both named pro bowlers through Babich's time as Buffalo safeties coach. Now, to be fair, Micah Hyde has been a stud since, God, 2014. But Bobby Babich also moved up to linebackers coach in 2022. And what do you know, all of a sudden, Matt Milano ended up turning out his, by far, his best season turned out an all pro caliber season there. And I think Sean McDermott put Bobby Babich's best skill best in uh, in a quote. He said on Bobby Babich, quote, good coach. Bobby and I have been together a number of years going back to our time together in Carolina. He's developed players. And I think when you evaluate a coach, it's are you taking what you have and making it better? I think it doesn't need to get any more complex than that. And Bobby's done that. And yeah, Bobby Babich's work with players is probably the thing that I would be most excited about. I saw one clip of him in a press conference talking about how he doesn't care how a player looks or or what their looks might say about the role that they should be expected to play. All he cares about is how a player plays. 
how physical they are. Maybe they weigh, maybe a linebacker weighs 200 pounds, but plays like he's 250. All right. Use him in a role that you'd use a 250 pound linebacker. He can, he wants to match things to fit with his players. And I think that Bobby, based on that quote, based on everything that he's done, is another guy that I would love to have in Green Bay. I still think, you know, we'd have to see what system he'd bring in. That could all look very different um, than what we've seen with Joe Barry. But if he's able to build a strong foundation, starting with Quay in the middle, helping develop, helping to develop Quay, and then can create a sound, solid defense around that, most importantly, building a defense that uses its players' strengths to create the best product possible, then I'd love bringing in Bobby Babbage. And I think that's what he's going to bring. That's all I need. And I would love to see Bobby Babbage in Green Bay now again. Christian Parker seems like he's been offered the job. And Bobby Babbage, I think, is in line to get offered the Buffalo job, though we're still we still have to see how that all turns out. But it's definitely another guy that I would love to see Green Bay bring in. So two awesome candidates to start here with Christian Parker and Bobby Babbage. Next guy I want to talk about, Aiden Durd. Originally a from the UK, coached and played in the UK. He was as a player played with the London Olympians, the Scottish Claymores, 2003 to 2004, was with the Carolina Panthers briefly in 2005 as a practice squad member, then went back to Europe, was with the Hamburg Sea Devils 2005 to 2007, and then on the Chiefs practice squad in 2008. Then he transitioned to being a head coach, was with the Atlanta Falcons from 2018 to 2019 as a defensive quality controls coach, then with the Falcons in 2020, but promoted to an outside linebackers coach, and then went to Dallas and has been there since 2021 as a defensive line coach. This is another relatively inexperienced guy. Noting, noticing a theme here, he's 44, he has never been a defensive coordinator, but again, just like with a lot of these guys, there's a lot to be excited about. Aiden coached under Dan Quinn in both Atlanta and Dallas. He's really been following Dan Quinn around in the NFL. And I do think he'd probably be bringing a little bit of that Dan Quinn system. Now, I'm not the most excited about that. I think the Dan Quinn system has been exposed, as we saw in that Packers-Cowboys playoff game, where Matt LaFleur just ate Dan Quinn's lunch. But, as I talked about before, it really comes down to a lot more of the coordinator and not exactly the system that they run. And Aiden has definitely had some impressive results in his time, especially in Dallas, With his in his time coaching the defensive line. Again, he was brought in in 2021. Micah Parsons was drafted in 2021, and really since 2021, he has turned into one of the best players in the NFL, and that's not hyperbole. He legitimately is one of the best players in the NFL. Dallas' defensive line, on the whole, it's been one of the best parts of their defense from Micah Parsons to Demarcus Lawrence to guys like Randy Gregory and Osa Degizua. It has been one of the best position groups in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys defensive line. And I think if you look at the success that Aiden's position group has had, I wouldn't mind the hire at all. Now, as everything, as with everything that we've discussed and everyone that we've discussed, you really have no idea how good he would be as a coordinator because he's never done it. You don't have results to look at. So it would come down to Matt LaFleur and Matt LaFleur vetting things out in an interview, figuring out, is this guy fit to handle a defense, put together a game plan, all of that. Ultimately, I trust Matt. And I think if you look at the results that 
he's had, Aiden's had in Dallas, they're really, really, really promising now. A lot of work to do. He has to, A, be able to continue to develop players while being a defensive coordinator. Then he has to be able to put together a game plan. There's a lot. There will be a lot more on his plate if Green Bay does end up hiring him. I, I mean, obviously, I think Christian Parker's the leader in the clubhouse right now. But there is, there would be a lot on Aiden's plate if Green Bay were to end up hiring him. You just have to see how things play out. So he's an intriguing candidate, too. And then the last guy that Green Bay has interviewed, Brandon Staley. This one is is very interesting. So, first of all, I think the best place to start is Brandon Staley is the most experienced, by far, of any of these candidates, despite only being 41 years old. That is crazy. He's the same age, or actually, no, he's one year older than Bobby Babbage, but he has an incredible amount of experience in the NFL, was a graduate assistant at Northern Illinois from 2006 to 2008, worked at St. Thomas in 2009 as a defensive line coach and special teams coach, worked at Hutchinson from 2010 to 2011 as the associate head coach and DC, then Tennessee in 2012 as a graduate assistant, was at John Carroll in 2013 as a DC and secondary coach, James Madison, 2014 defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, John Carroll, 2015 to 16 as a DC and secondary coach, and then went to the NFL, was with the Chicago Bears to start under Vic Fangio, 2017 to 18 as an outside linebackers coach, then went to Denver briefly in 2019. I believe that was also with Vic Fangio as an outside linebackers coach, came to LA in 2020, got to be their defensive coordinator that year, absolutely thrived, and was then hired as the LA Chargers head coach, was there for three years from 2021 to 2023, where he was ultimately released this year after a lackluster season. He has coordinated four real NFL defenses, and that was with the Rams for one year in 2020, and then three time, three years with the Chargers from 2021 to 2023. Those defenses under him have varied <laughs> quite a bit. He coached the best defense in the NFL in LA in 2020, by far. An incredible defense. Now, on the one hand, you could say, well, he had two Probably Hall of Fame players. Aaron Donald's definitely a Hall of Famer and might be one of the best players of all time. No, is one of the best players of all time. Jalen Ramsey, also probably a Hall of Famer. So yeah, Brandon Staley had some really awesome guys to work with. That being said, there were a lot of deficiencies with that defense. Linebacker being one of the spots, safety another spot. That There were a lot of deficiencies that Staley did an awesome job of masking. He got... I want to say his name was Darius Williams. It was a corner for the uh, Rams back in, in 2020. Brandon Staley got some elite-level play out of Darius Williams. He has since really never returned to that level. Brandon Staley did a lot of awesome things with LA in 2020. That is for sure, and that's why he got the LA Chargers head coaching job. Now, in LA, you want to talk about some defenses that haven't done so well. His defense with LA in 2021 was 20, 26th in DVOA, 2022 they were 21st in DVOA, and then 2023 they were also 26th in DVOA. So his defenses are going from when he was a coordinator being the best in the league in, in one year to pretty freaking awful for three straight seasons. Now, you can still add the caveat that once, once you're a head coach, it becomes a whole hell of a lot harder to have the same success on your side of the ball because you have so many more things 
on your plate. And I do think he had his moments in LA as a head coach from a defensive standpoint. He most notably, I will always remember this game, shut down Miami in 2022 after their offense was just absolutely on fire, quite frankly. Now, that all being said, Brandon Staley, he has a bunch of experience. He's coordinated some defenses that have looked awesome, some that haven't. He runs the Fangio Staley style of system. Soft, too high. I don't like that. I I know I said system doesn't matter. It doesn't. If you bring in Staley, okay. I would be skeptical, but there are plenty of positives around what he's done. I think he is extremely smart. He's extremely analytically driven. I think that is all great. So I think there would be a, a huge number of positives with the Staley hire. But I do think there's guys simply that would run a more inspiring system. And I'm not sure bringing in a guy that is just going to run more of the same soft, too high stuff would be the best strategy for Matt LaFleur. Again, that being said, there are a lot of positives, a lot, a lot, a lot of positives with Brandon Staley and what he's done as a a coordinator, specifically in 2020 with LA. So you can go either way there. That's what I have on, on all these guys. From Christian Parker, who obviously I love. Bobby Babich, another guy I'd be excited about. Aiden Durd, another guy I'd be excited about. And then Brandon Staley, I'm not going to say I'd be excited about him, but you can definitely justify that move. He's a pretty freaking smart defensive mind that I think would bring a lot of things to this Packers defense. Those are the four guys that Green Bay's interviewed. Ultimately, where I think that leaves us is... Christian Parker is in line to be the next DC in Green Bay. Now he has to accept the job. I honestly... I'm kind of scared of another Jim Leonard situation coming up where Jim Leonard rejected the Packers back in 2020 or after the 2020 season. And then the Packers pivoted, said, hey, Joe, you're our DC now. And we all know how that turned out. So I'm hoping Christian Parker accepts the job. Honestly, I think he's my favorite out of all four of these guys. But there's a lot of guys to be excited about. And I do think that wherever Green Bay goes, whichever direction they choose to go in, you can be, you can talk yourself into any of these guys. That being said, you can also talk yourself out of all of these guys. And the ultimate test is what happens on the field on Sundays. So in the end, we're just going to have to wait to see how that plays out. And that means we're going to have to wait till September, October, November, December. And then honestly, not just December of 2024, but December of 2025 and maybe even 2026. That's just kind of how, how things roll. I'll be back on Wednesday, talking maybe about new Packers defensive coordinator Christian Parker, maybe about more interviews. We'll just have to see how that plays out. Maybe I'll have a different episode for you. Surprise you. I'll surprise you on Wednesday. We'll see what comes out. But that's what I have for you. Thank you so much for listening to Dedicated Packers. I hope you enjoy your upcoming weeks as the Packers aren't playing football, which is sad, which is devastating, because honestly... 49ers are in the Super Bowl. It should be the Packers there. It should be a Packers, Chiefs, Jordan Love, Patrick Mahomes rematch in the Super Bowl. It's not, and I'm sad, but that's where we're at. I will see you on Wednesday. Until then, as always, remember the one thing, just the one thing that I always like to talk about. And you know what that one thing is? Go Pack, go! Go!